Welcome to the Live Life Lubricated Podcast, where I'm your host and bestie, Katie, where we'll be having relatable conversations that cover sex and relationships, exploring the history of sex and art, and how it influences us today, how fairy tales have shaped our view of love, lust, and happily ever after, and how can we navigate having a dopamine-led lifestyle, learning to recognize where each moment becomes a celebration of joy and fulfillment. Joining me are a captivating array of artists and guests, experts, enthusiasts, and everyday individuals, each contributing their spellbinding stories, profound insights, and unique perspectives. Slip into your stilettos clean, for this will be a journey of conversations that will make you scream, laugh, and maybe even a little turned on to live life lubricated. Well, hello, hello, queen. Um, so I thought, be, seeing how this is literally the beginning of January uh, 2024, I thought I'd go through a couple pages of a journal um, that I had created um, last year for my business and my clients. And those of you that don't know, um, I'm a portrait photographer and a fine artist. And so this is really mainly something for um, a lot of the bourgeois clients that I have. Um, and it's called the Oracle of Reflection and Desires. And one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of the women that I spoke with, regardless if they chose to work with me or not, um, there was always this common underlying thing of, you know, um, yes, they wanted to do the experience because they wanted to give something to their partner. Um, but there was always this concern of, you know, just really not loving themselves completely always being nervous and vulnerable, right? And so I, I kind of went through and just created this planner and I'm even still um, expanding it as we as we go over this, but I wanted to kind of go over one section and maybe a couple pages where at the beginning it talks about the past year, right? Where you can go over, you can jot down significant events that happened in your life regardless of professional, personal, um, health, right? Nutrition, fitness, financial, relationship, hobbies, you know, anything you can think of that you thought was awesome or that was significant, it could have been a negative, but it helped you kind of go down into the more correct path you're meant to be going on. So just kind of writing all of that down. The next is about your past year. And so one of the questions is, what did I achieve? So for myself, um, I can say professionally is that I really started to hone in um, mainly in boudoir, but then I decided to go and take in the, the role of also going back to my fine art roots. Um, because I noticed, again, a lot of women that I spoke to, the ones specifically that didn't hire me I noticed had more to deal with, they weren't confident in themselves to have the experience, but then also to be, you know, having an enlargement hanging on their wall or even just keeping the photos. Um, I know there was one um, 
session that I had with two friends, uh, you know, besties. One of them, she was definitely way more confident and loved the experience. She's been a repeat client of mine. And she wanted one of her friends to have that experience as well. And she was definitely much more introverted, um, shy, recluse, didn't really like she she was there for the experience, but was also very, very um, but she didn't want it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, she wasn't really ready for that. And she never wanted to see her photos afterwards. She was just afraid, um, which I think is relatable for a lot of us women. Oh, and men. I should say people in general, right? It's not just us women. Um, but yeah, so I've decided in my business to not just do the photography, but to start creating fine art um, based on a lot of my boudoir clients. Um, even some other uh, studies, whether it's a self-portrait of myself. And I'm starting to create art um, that is more of a boudoir theme. Some of it you could say is erotic, but to the most part, it's not so explicit um, that you can't have it hanging with your kids in the house. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, so um, some of them are really just more of this you know, couples in a in, in very intimate embrace. Um, I have some that are a little bit more where there might be some BDSM involved. Um, and then I started bringing out a little bit more pinup with a con combination of, of, you know, this kind of sensual pose, um, an outfit even. And then it's based off of a, you know, like a princess character we all know and well, or a villain character we all know and well. So I've been just kind of playing with that. And so that is really meant for my my queens that aren't quite comfortable with themselves to take the leap, you know, and strip down in front of the camera with me or any other photographer for that matter. So that is one big thing that I've achieved. And I've been working with this amazing um, business mentor, um, Erica Learmark. And um, what I love about her is that she's really the opposite of me, where she can kind of quickly see what needs to be done and help me focus because I have a tendency to be, you know, just like, oh, ooh, sparkly, oh, sparkly over there. Oh, what's that? And then have all these ideas. Um, <laughs> so she's been great with keeping me focused and honed in on what I need to do. Um, my personal life, I will let you know um, that I've been dating this one man for a little over a year. And it's the first time that, you know, being a single mom and having two kids, and I, my kiddos are, are both on the spectrum. They both have autism. So there's there's always been this hesitancy for me to really prolong win. Not only, I mean, he met them at a decent timeline. He's met my family. They love him. Um, and my kids, my daughter seems to really like him. He's a lot of fun. But it was what we, this past holiday season, specifically Christmas, we, I took the kids over to, to meet his son and be a part of his family. So that was a huge thing for me. I was nervous as hell. And um, he was as well, but surprisingly, it really went quite well. So I'd say that is something that was a huge bonus that I achieved. And I'm really proud of it. Still scared, but very proud of it. <laughs> um, my my fitness hasn't really changed. You know, I've been consistent 
for the most part, except during um, the holiday breaks or, or seasonal breaks that my kids have from school. Because when they're home with me, I don't go to the gym to lift weights. Um, and sometimes I'll use my Pilates reformer, but um, I need to start making more consistency of things that I do at home so that it doesn't really um, affect me negatively when the kids are at home, regardless if they're sick or if they're on break from school. Um, so that's kind of like, not necessarily something, like, yes, I achieved because I've been consistent, but then it's like, eh, I need to do something better, right? Um, let's see, what did I do for myself love? I, okay, guys, check this out. So there has been this masquerade ball that happens in LA, Los Angeles, California, every year, obviously, except during the pandemic. And I have been dying to go. And I could just never make it work. Um, there was one year, actually, now that I remember, probably two years ago, that or three years, I don't know. some point, <laughs> I bought tickets to go. Um, and the guy I was dating at the time, who was originally all gung-ho, but then backed out because he, he himself used to live in L.A. And... Um, he just has a lot of bad experiences with circles of people that frequently attend such events and he was too embarrassed to go. And so we lost out in, in going on that trip, unfortunately. Um, but I did it again this year and, and or excuse me, last year, 2023, and, and my current partner actually went with me and we had a blast. We had a total blast. So fun. Um, and I even um, bought myself a really cool, I it's not a big ornate Bridgerton style um, ball gown. It was a little more subdued, right? I mean, I did wear a hoop skirt underneath to get some fullness. But, you know, it was like kind of over the shoulder puffy sleeve. And then I added um, <laughs> some chain mail from a, a different cosplay um, costume that I have and so it kind of made me more of like this warrior princess and I added like some leather or faux leather um, um, belt slash harness and just some other things I just kind of I liked it because I wasn't being this like ooh flimsy whatever fairy tale princess I'm kind of like not quite uh, Merida but gives you the idea that more likely is the one that's going to go to war <laughs> I wasn't allowed to carry any weapons unless, of course, maybe if I made some foam ones, maybe I would have been able to make that work. But yeah, so that was just something that I did for myself. That was so cool. Um, another thing I did for myself, love, was that I had kind of, I was, I went through this season last year where I no longer loved anything in my closet, <laughs> right? And I had started working with a woman, she, another mentor of mine that I love, um, Eugenie, and she's the high priestess of Technicolor something. I forget, I have to look that up. I'll have to put the link in my bio, not my bio, in the description of this. And, but she always is all about like, let's go through your closet kind of thing and and make it to be, so that you can feel more fulfilled and pleasure and just feel absolutely iconic instead of feeling like, meh, oh, I'll just put this on because it's easy. 
I'll just put this on because whatever. Um, instead, you can make something that lights you up, something that makes you feel warm and cozy. Sorry, that's Albert. If you hear meowing, that's my gray tabby cat. <laughs> you might hear about my cats a lot in this these different episodes um, <laughs> in the future. And but anyway, so I went through a challenge with her, and you know we. And it, the challenge involved going through your closet. It's kind of Marie Kondoing it, but not quite. Um, but with how I am, I just kind of put on, I try on things. And if I hate how it fits or if I don't have, like how it looks, or even the color is horrible on me, I'll just donate it. I'll, I create a donation pile and I legit almost cleared out my closet. So what I did for myself was after that is that I started investing and purchasing pieces that absolutely lit me up. So I found like this really fun A-line uh, tool ruffle mint color dress that I absolutely love. I found a blazer dress and also a mint with these really pretty puff shoulders. Um, really love those. And then some sequin skirts. And then I have some other stuff. But anyways, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've taken a break from it, but I know. Oh, and of course, shoes. Ladies, you know I'm all about shoes. Like I have... I've purged some shoes that I don't wear or never really liked, but thought I would. And I've gotten like these rainbow, like rhinestone <laughs> wedges. Anyway, there's quite a few that I've gotten that I'm absolutely excited about to wear. Um, it's just, you know, winter time. So no, thank you. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I've been up leveling my closet to really bring me back to the Katie before children. Um, and before kind of becoming like an adult, adult, kind of, kind of the Katie in her twenties dressing. So it was like fun, bright colors, um, mixture of prints, love textures. Like, uh, I love velvets. I love satins. I also love faux fur, feather, well, no feathers. I don't have feathers. I have wings from my boudoir photography, but I don't have any feathers in my closet. That made a change. But anyways. Just to give you an idea. So those are some of my self-love achievements that I've done this past year. Um, let's see. Let's see. The most important thing I did for others was moving into a larger apartment for me and my kids. Um, when I first left living, leaving their dad, um, I moved into a one bedroom apartment that was kind of close to where he was. And um, yeah, it was last year, last, last year, year before, oh, shoot, I don't even, maybe the year before that, I don't know. But I moved into a two bedroom apartment. Now, of course, it is much bigger. I have way more storage. Huge bonus, ladies, can I just tell you? Um, but I need a third bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my poor son he needs his own room him and his sister fight oh my god it's been crazy but yeah so that was I would say one of the most important things that I've done for others um let's see what else do I have? <clears throat> and this is his, oh and this is the part this is the section of okay so I need to stay in the and the about your past years. So the biggest risk I took, that's an interesting one. Um, I think 
Oh, let's see. But last year, what did I, I'm going to have to think on that one because I, I'm not even 100% sure. I know what I did. Um, the biggest surprise of the year, let me tell you, that was the Christmas celebration where my kids and I went to my partner's family's house. My son, who typically is more challenging and um, is very tenacious, and um, he can be, it can be a challenge and a lot of times consume my attention and energy at family functions and parties because I'm having to prevent him from going into places that the host or just people in general don't want him to be in. And I sometimes have to physically put myself in the middle of his interest and him preventing him from doing that. And it takes a lot of energy for me to be hyper aware of where he is and what he's doing at all times. Um, because of course I want to have conversations, you know, with other adults and even my own, my other, my other child, my daughter. And I can't always do that. And that's, led into other problems but that's a whole nother discussion but that was so how he was at that part at that party I was very surprised happily surprised by because he didn't steal anything because a lot of times he sees things that are of interest or value to him and my son let me tell you he's a crafter he makes things all the time so I can always see that he wants something, scissors, tape, glue, and he'll want to steal those things typically from other homes. Um, and that's where I have to a lot of times prevent him from doing that. And um, also, if there is interest in the decorations, if there's interest, if there's kids in the house and they have some cool toys that he wants, you know, he'll try and take. And then that's, again, a fight. And I have to return that or I try to make him return that. It's a whole thing with, with autism. It's just, it's a whole nother world. Um, so he did really well. He didn't find really a whole lot of interesting things at the house. So, and we were lucky that this home had a jumble trampoline and a swing that kept him busy and a really cool real life fish pond that had fish in it, which he'd never experienced before. So those three things surprisingly kept him occupied. And I was out able for kind of sort of to talk to people, but I wasn't as stressed out and angry as I typically get at these folks. So that is why I would say that is the biggest surprise of the year is that for the most part, he was really well behaved. And that's typically not the case. Um, so hopefully that becomes a regular thing and it continues to get better. I hope so. That's what I, that's what I pray for. Um, okay. So let's see what's next. The biggest lesson I learned. <laughs> <laughs> is that in regards to my business, for instance, <clears throat> I actually got into boudoir photography, not because I thought that was a really cool thing to do. Um, I was already doing portrait photography. I was focusing on the world of dance because of my large, extensive dance background myself. And the, I just, I, I love dance and the environment, the studios, 
the dancers, the dance teachers, everybody. I get them and they get me. Um, but it was during the pandemic that changed that whole direction for me where I couldn't really make much of a living off of that because studios, dance studios in particular, obviously other industries as well, but dance studios in particular were hitting, were getting hit hard. If they did not go on the online class bandwagon, I guess you could say, they suffered significantly. And it took a long time for them to bounce back. And I was having difficulty making consistent income doing that. So I had to actually um, change directions a little bit. And I was doing just fun portrait work. And I was kind of going towards the more fantasy fairy tale direction, working with cosplayers and I was doing other things and I started getting asked by some friends if I wasn't interested in, in photographing like a more boudoir theme. And I was like, sure. And I think a lot of them, obviously they're my friends, but they, they also know about me that I'm pretty non-judgmental. And um, especially when it comes to this topic and also the fact that I used to be a burlesque dancer, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm very open to it. I'm not going to be judging of you. I don't care. Everyone's beautiful. So people started approaching me to do that. So then I just started going in that direction. And don't get me wrong. I love it. I love working with the women and I love giving them the extra juice that they need to live a more like lubricated life. Um, but I also have learned um, even in working with my current mentor that if the, what's really valuable is that I still need to go in the direction that I want to go. It has nothing to do with, well, this is going to make me money. And this is what people are asking me for. So therefore, this is what I need to do. And it's like, no, F that. I'm going to go in the direction that I want to go. And I'm going to do it in my way. <laughs> As one of my many art teachers told me in art school, you Katie, you are a fine artist at heart. You are never going to have a job where you draw and do things for other people because you want to do your thing in your way only. And I'm like, yep, 100% facts. So I think that was my biggest lesson that I learned. And it was, it was really business. And that is about following my heart, my soul, and my dream. And, you know, bringing that to life and those of you that want to go up with me on that journey will be with me and we will have a fucking blast. Okay. So let me see one more. And then I will end this. Almost all this call for a call. It's a podcast. It's an episode. <laughs> mm, oh, okay. So this one is a little bit more in the section of dreaming big right? And so my word for the year, right? Picking a word to symbolize and define the year ahead. Do I have to use a word? I wish I could just do something more like a phrase, right? Because um, I mean, focus is one. But I feel like, ooh, how about like an enchanting focus? Let's do that. That's good. That will keep me keep me on my 
in my correct direction. Enchanting, enchanted direction, enchanting, enchanted, one of the two, enchanting direction. Enchanting focus. Yeah, 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 totally. Because and I don't know, I'll be discussing further in other episodes about the direction of where I'm headed. I'm still continuing with the boudoir photography um, and my fantasy fairy tale photography, but I'm combining the two, which is going to be epic. Um, but that will be another episode. Um, let's see here. Oh, 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 oh. One thing that I did want to go over, right? Is right, because we were just talking about the reflections side of things. And I do also have in my planner because it goes over like, okay, what are things that you now dream and wish for, right? Dare to dream big section where that breaks down a bunch of different questions. And maybe I'll make that another episode. Um, and then I talk about, you know, the year ahead, like this is where you see yourself going. This is what you have expectations for. And then it talks about like seduction and pleasure. Like, what are you going to do about for yourself? How are you going to make that part of your life better, more enriched? Right. And then I talk about health and fitness, right? How to make that a priority in your life. What kind of changes are you thinking of doing? Um, and then I talk about a visualization um, and, and affirmations to kind of help you bring all of this together. But like I said, I want to expand on this more. I feel like there's so much more that I need to talk about in my journal. <laughs> I'm going to be adding more to it. Um, but anyway, so that's it for the episode. If you are interested in actually having your own first generation copy of the Oracle of Reflections and Desires, um, reach out to me via, um, you could talk to me via DMs on Instagram um, at katie.rain, and that's K-A-T-Y dot R-A-Y-N-E, or you can send me an email at heygorgeous at katierain.com, and I will see you next, I don't know, see you soon. All right, yes, ciao, ladies, Mwah. Hey there, gorgeous. Thank you for diving into this sultry adventure with me and my guests, exploring the juicy landscapes of sex, relationships, lifestyle, and the alluring realm of erotic art. I hope you found our discussions both enlightening and impactful. For the beauty of connection, the exploration of desire are eternal. As I bring the curtains down on this episode, don't let the excitement fizzle out. Connect with me in an email, spill your tea on your favorite tantalizing erotic art, or tell me any topic or person you'd like for me to cover or interview next. Together, let's craft a community that celebrates the sultry dance of human connection because the fun is just getting started. You can email me at heygorgeous at katierain.com, spelled K-A-T-Y-R-A-Y-N-E.com. Until next time, queen, stay curious, stay juicy, and always live life lubricated.